our marriage our wedding is like consist of five to six days five to six India. days oh my yeah, goodness that's minimum minimum what's the <laughs> maximum right. i'm curious 10 days hi everyone welcome to another episode of culture atlas i'm your host cc wong each episode we'll visit a country and talk to a person from there to find out what life is like in their part of the world this is part two of our four-part series on india My guest for this series is my new friend Mo, who was born in a prominent political and business family in West India in a province called Gujarat. His family owns a famous bakery business there, and Mo is a professional pastry chef. In part one, we delved into Mo's childhood, growing up in a large and influential Gujarati family. Be sure to check it out if you haven't already. Today, we're looking at India's wedding and arranged marriage traditions. What's the right size for a wedding party in India? And what are some common gifts? Why is arranged marriage so successful? And what do young people today think about this tradition? All that and more coming up now. So I want to ask you about the strong entrepreneurship culture that's known in uh, Gujarat. You said Gujarat has many, mm -hmm. many business people. Um, is business like a like a profession to aspire to for a lot of Indian people? Because, you know, in a lot of these movies, Bollywood movies, they mm -hmm. love to feature these big business families, you know, throwing these really, really extravagant weddings. Like, is that a thing that most Indian people look up to? Like the businessmen with a lot of money? Is that the culture? Uh, if you see, if you take notice of that movies in Bollywood, it's like, few percentage of Indian population, not everyone, not everyone is that rich, mm -hmm. but even the middle class people like the, they are well to do, right? They are like, like not too poor or not too rich. They come in middle, like middle class. So, but still like in India, like wedding is a big thing. So if you don't, if you even don't have money, people will like make arrangement for money, like from somewhere and do the wedding like lavishly. Oh, so the, yeah. So it has so to be a lavish see, wedding. Not in my religion. My religion, they are in favor of like very simple mm -hmm. marriage. But like in like simple. the Hindu weddings, like the Hindus really it, care. Even in Muslim weddings, okay. even in Muslim weddings too, you know, there is a culture. So religion is separate and culture is, my culture is Gujarat culture, right? Okay. So, but my religion is Muslim. Okay. So your I'm culture Muslim. has to do with the place you're born. Yeah. Okay. And your Culture religion and is, you know, well, India has like five major religions. Um, there's Islam, there's Hindu, which is 80% of the population. And then the remaining yeah, Sikh, are Sikh, Jainism, yeah, Sikh, Buddhist, Jains, and Buddh Buddhism, Christians, Christians. Yeah, exactly. And the rest. Yeah. yeah. But those yeah. are the minority, yeah. I'm guessing. Okay. So, yeah. so you said in your culture, like weddings are also supposed to be this lavish thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so it's not like it's not favored by my religion but still like we are used to tradition and culture right mm -hmm. so we combine everything like religion and culture so it's like usually like our marriage our wedding is like consist of five to six days five to six India. days oh my yeah, goodness that's minimum minimum what's the <laughs> maximum right. i'm curious 10 days what do you Ten do days from weeks 
like lot of lot of different like ceremonies right dancing uh-huh. then ring ceremony this ceremony gifting ceremony so yeah but how many ceremonies does there have to be to last 10 it days it, minimum is like 4 like 4 to 5 days because you have like huge community right yeah like huge number of guests coming like how big are like, we talking you about you have to invite Uh, like if you were to get married tomorrow how many how many people would be on your guest list and how much would your family on, spend like, on the wedding so it's not about spending we have to like invite certain people because it's a community thing that people invite us right so we have to invite them back in our weddings it's like we don't have to forget them because otherwise we would sound so selfish we we went to others wedding and we never invited other people right okay So we have like a list community list like this is the number of families in our community in the city and like outside the cities too. So we send the invite to all the cities like but it depends on like people's like capability like how much like how many person they want from one family. Mm-hmm. There are like now it's a new trend going on in my community that you have a option to like invite two or three persons from family each family. Because in India, family is like not just four people. Family is like very huge, uncles and aunts. If you so, if five hundred people, five hundred families, and each family has ten persons, so just imagine. So that's five <laughs> so thousand. Yeah, that's minimum. That's minimum. Wait, but how can so you? Imagine. How can you? Okay, that's a lot of money to spend to accommodate five thousand people. Yeah. And if you have, let's say, three children in your family, you have to do this three times. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do people come up with the money? <laughs> I don't understand this business. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so my dad will have to arrange three times for all the money. But fortunately, I'm not going to ask for money from my dad. So maybe I will manage my myself when I'm when I will get married and I'm not planning to do like this big wedding. Okay. I'm planning to do a simple but sober but sober yeah let me ask you when you say simple wedding like what is your definition of a simple small wedding like how many people are we talking about 200 150 200 people okay that's that's reasonable yeah, yeah. <laughs> because in canada i cannot afford 5000 people oh my goodness <laughs> 5000 people my gosh yeah, yeah. so What happens on the actual like wedding day so people are guests coming from all over the country even abroad but 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 like the day one of the wedding is when everybody has already arrived right it's not like the guests are still trickling in over the days like there are events that starts before like all the guests arrive like there are like some events particularly for family members like special guests like VIPs then there are like a little bit more general so and there are like so we have reception yeah we have and we have in my culture in muslim you have this word walima okay it's like very special event like focused to like vvip guests like very closest guests that's the best event like walima is like when you have like best of the food like you give extra care yeah and then yeah no i bet the, i bet at your wedding the food's going to be exceptional <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. Oh my god, I'm to invite myself. Yeah. Invite me please. <laughs> yeah, you're invited. You're already invited. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, like what are some of the popular um in like wedding traditions and beliefs in your culture? 
I can talk about tradition. Sure, traditions. That... Yeah, because I know that um, you know, uh, uh, I think in India, like uh, women apply henna. Yeah. Onto their wrists and their arms for good luck and for long marriage, yeah. which is a like a auspicious marriage. Uh, I don't know the reason about this henna, but in my family also they apply henna until like here, like this yeah, elbow thing. So, but there's not like like any specific belief. It's just for like you know, it's kind of makeup or dressing. Okay. Like uh, so, in my religion, it's not about. We don't believe in like. Good luck or something like, because we think everything is coming from the God, so like henna cannot change your good luck. I see. So, it's just like a way of dressing, like your way of like makeup thing. But what about like some of the um like the more prevalent Indian weddings that um most people are familiar with, like those wedding ceremonies? What do people really believe, and what are some of the traditional practices? I can only talk about like Muslim family weddings because I never been to like non-Muslim. The events are totally different. In Muslim, we have one big event. It's called nikah, mm-hmm. like an actual like wedding take place. So we have like groom side and bride side. So we go we groom side. They go in the mosque with the their family, right? And we have the priest or imam who leads the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. According to my religion, and then we have like what you witnesses. We have witnesses yeah. that witness the marriage, and then they ask the groom that are you willing and are you ready to marry? Then they have to say yes. But then our bride, she's not allowed in mosque, right? So they are already there in the house, like where the family house. Then these witnesses they go to the bride, and then they like the bride's father is also. Included in that witness, bride father is also present there in the mosque. So, and then they go to the bride, and then she was she is also having witnesses there. So she has two witnesses. Like it can be any it can be anyone like her father or her brother or her mother. And then they say to us that oh, the groom is ready to and willing to marry you. Are you willing and ready to marry? Then she says yes. Then officially they are married. Like married. Yeah. 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 So in it's very different in like Hindu religion. They have like tradition. They have the fire in the center. Okay. And then they revolve like they take seven rounds around that fire, and yeah, it's very totally different. And uh, in Hindu religion, it's like they set the date of the wedding on like what's it. Horoscope, it's on stars. Maybe like astrology. They, astrology, yeah, astrology, astrology, yeah. So they decide the event like they see something like I don't know. They read a palm, palm, a palm reading. Palm thing. reading, yeah. Yeah, and then they figure out what date, like which day is suitable for them, and which is the lucky day for them to get married. Oh. But in my religion, it's nothing like this. You just set the date. What's the fire thing you were describing? What does that symbolize? What What is the meaning behind that? It's like, uh, they take seven rounds, so it's like they believe in seven generations, no seven births. Do the bride and groom walk around the fire seven times? Is that yeah, what you together, mean? Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, together. Okay. Like they tie the knot, like the 
the dresses of each other, the groom and bride, they tied the knots. Okay, tied together. They, like, yeah, and then they walk like seven times. And that's supposed to so bring a, them good luck. Yes, that's like seven. They will be together for seven births. Like they believe seven in seven lifetimes. births. Seven lives. Oh, yeah. That's so, so romantic. They're gonna be together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's really yeah. romantic. Wow. You know, I I wish modern weddings could have more of these traditions. We still have it in India. It's still there. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm saying, but anyway, I just wish that <laughs> there could be more of these traditional uh, practices and beliefs. It just makes like the marriage more auspicious, yeah, more romantic. Fairy tales. Yeah, like fairy tales. Exactly. Yeah, I think women love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, women love shopping in India. They like shopping begins like. Almost six months before the marriage. Oh, that's understandable. Before six months, yeah, because whole family needs to like, and in like we we get all our dresses stitched, right? Handmade, hand stitched. We don't use like ready made stuff. Like the, all the dresses are like specialized, like hand stitched. Tailor made. Yeah, tailor made. Yeah. yeah. So I want to hear more about like from the women's perspective, how do they prepare for the wedding leading up to it? First thing, like a lot of shopping, they're excited. Like, like, then it's very hard for them what to wear, like all the collection, right? And yeah, main part like, it's a jewelry thing. In India, it's like jewelry is like most important thing. Like a lot of gold in weddings. Doesn't matter if it's a Hindu or Muslim wedding. It's like jewelry is the main thing. You have to have certain gold. Something about the gold, yeah. I remember that because, um, like I, I mentioned in the introduction that uh, my best friend, she's Indian.、Mm-hmm. Her mother is Hindu and her father is Sikh. I attended one of her,、um, no, I, t- I, t- I attended her graduation party, and、uh, for that party, it was like completely Indian themed and everything. We had like Indian music blasting, you know, out of the speakers、oh, yeah. and dancing and all that. That was really fun. But what was really cool for me as somebody who doesn't. Know too much about the fashion of Indian women is that、um, she actually lent me her very beautiful sari, and I、mm-hmm. remember it wasn't just a sari that was so lavish and beautiful. You also have to arm your like arms with bangles bracelets. and bracelets, bracelets and like you know、chain. earrings. These these are really earrings, heavy then,、yeah. earrings. Like it's a whole costume、yeah. that you're putting on.、But、so heavy. Yes, it is. It's very heavy. Yeah, yeah, but it looks bright. It looks really nice.、Yeah. It's very fancy. Yeah. Trust me, like after the wedding, when bride takes off everything, she's so relaxed, and she was like, she's like, all the bride, I was like,、oh, thank God, I'm getting rid of this costume <laughs> because it's very heavy,、right? and it's hot in India too, right? The ceremonies and everything. Yeah, like the things we、yeah. women do for beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, and that's another thing. You also have to dance in it, so that's extra、yeah. weight. Imagine,、yeah. you know, jumping around with all that gear on you. Costume, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Okay, so there's shopping. For men, it's okay. For men, it's simple, <laughs> just suit. That's it. I I, I hate you, man. <laughs> But you know what? It's all on the lady that day. The lady is a special、yeah. one that day. So you mentioned, you know, the actual wedding ceremony in the um in the Muslim Indian tradition. What about like、mm-hmm. the the subsequent days? Because you said the wedding goes on for several days. What happens after the ceremony? So basically, it's just like if you go religiously, it's just one event, like just like nikah, the main wedding, and like if you have like a little bit guests, like I was, I'm talking about like what our ancestors used to do, like prophets, like they just invited small community because they were against spending like extra money, 
like useless money right so so they were like just gather like few guests just feed them like good them give them good meal and that's it okay but now like uh, like when we combine with tradition we have like it's called haldi session it's both in it's very common in hindus and muslims too mm-hmm. like before marriage we have before wedding we have like pre wedding ceremonies like so we apply turmeric or something on the bride and groom oh turmeric oh the colored powder yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i like a paste i don't know why we apply i don't know the reason behind that thing but yeah my family members they do it uh-huh. and then in even muslim families too like there are like reception then there are like general parties and there are like parties for special people like a lot of feasts like a lot of eating yeah muslim, like, and like few dancing dancing to music but there are like certain conservative families too like muslim they don't like music so it's up to them if they don't want music then it's their choice but my family all my cousins they love music yeah, so yeah that'll be a pretty boring and somber like serious wedding otherwise yeah yeah interesting and lot of gifts what are some common gifts that people receive on their wedding day apartment cars what <laughs> jewelry yeah. what apartment from their yeah. from their from their daddy and mommy i'm guessing yeah and like some if they are like too rich then their family members like cousins they gift cars bikes apartments they have to be really big gifts yeah furnitures lot of gold too much gold so it's a thing like if you if you attend like big indian like fat wedding so the gifts like it's full of trucks truck full of gifts it's a there is system it's called dowry have you heard about dowry i've thing? heard of dowry so the women's side has to provide the dowry right yeah but it's not like allowed in our religion you cannot ask women's dad to pay anything there's a like there are like lot of incidents they take this dowry thing like they misuse this thing okay like for instance if the groom is like very well educated or doctor or something right and then if he's getting married to someone's daughter and then the groom can they like demand oh our son is like super rich he's so famous he's he's making this much money he's going to take care of your daughter so some people they force their daughters like the bride's father to give like certain amount they force them like we need apartment we need car we need ac it sounds like a business transaction yeah yeah that's why it's not allowed interesting and so we're talking about the super rich here what about like you know regular people or even people in the village living in the rural area because they i know the same that the uh, same thing but i guess just to dowry too okay. dowry is like but not on a lower level like they cannot afford apartment but they can afford furniture right they can afford bed and also it's like one like positive point of this like gifting is like they try to like maintain relation between two families they gift each other yeah there are like some instances too like whenever like like the couple fight mm-hmm. like after marriage like it's a funny thing like the daughters the like bride says hey, is don't touch that thing it's from my father or it's from my dad <laughs> yeah interesting wow wow so i'm curious about this arranged marriage tradition in india is that something that's common across religion and region yeah yeah preferred and most popular most popular way of like so but like if we consider arrangement is like a decent way of getting married so it's like involving both families mm-hmm. and getting like not to each other like pre like beforehand 
I mean, is that how you're gonna end up getting married? Yeah, arrange, but like in a modern way. Before, like arrange was like super arrange. Like girl and the boy were not allowed to meet in my religion, right? Before. But today they are like very flexible because we have to know each other before, right? So you can talk to the girl, mm-hmm. but not like separately. Like if you are willing to marry a girl, then you can talk like phone or something. Then you can know about her like beforehand. You can you can hang out, but you you are not allowed to have any like physical relation or nothing before marriage. And when you guys hang out, can you do it alone, or does it have to be in the presence of adults or other like family members? In the presence of others, but okay, not everyone follows that thing. So <laughs> yeah, can you find somebody by yourself and then tell your parents about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then technically, you sort of hung out alone beforehand. Yeah. So, but but, but the parents will us, pretend right? that's not the case. Uh, it's like they are the ones who finalize the things. If I'm seeing a girl, right, then my friends like assuming me like I'm very good guy. I never did anything with her or something, right? They assuming that thing. Right? <laughs> then they assuming like, oh yeah, and then I I will introduce that girl to my parents. That hey, dad, mom, this is the girl. I'm interested. Let's stop. Let's do business. Let's do business. <laughs> then, <laughs> then they're gonna approach her family. Like, hey, um, or sometimes the girls takes the initiative, right? Girl tell their parents, like her parents, that I'm interested in this boy. So better talk to them. But yeah, if they want to uh, involve their family members, then so quote unquote the deal is actually between the two sets of parents. Yeah, that's how arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah. But do you have a say at all in you want to marry this person even if your parents don't agree? Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. true for both Indian and Muslim. In my thing, like most of the callers, they say parents can suggest their kids. They cannot force because at the end of the time, like at the end of the life, it's like the couples they are living together, right? They don't have to live yeah. with parents. It's like they live to like mm-hmm. with each other. They don't have to. So they can suggest, and it's very wrong if the someone's parents is forcing them. So it's wrong, f- like from religious perspective, it's wrong, because you can never get a good relation if it's a forced marriage. So I guess the parents' involvement in the arranged marriage is m- more like, um, like you want their blessing. You want them to. You want them yeah. to bless you to yeah, be on your what, side. Yeah, yeah. That's what I drink. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Would it yeah. would it bother you a lot if you really liked a girl but your parents don't? In the end, would you still choose to marry the girl if your parents don't approve? Yeah, I will. I'm gonna I'm definitely going to marry that girl. But then initially, like, I'm gonna try to convince my parents too, right? Because I cannot leave anyone like alone. I cannot leave my parents for the girl or. Girl, for if I'm definitely if I am truly loving a girl, and if my parents are against that thing, then I have to marry that girl, and then my parents cannot force me, right? But it、they、would can, really then, bother you if they don't approve. Yeah, it will bother me. Yeah, there are instances in like my community too. There were like marriages where parents were not involved because mother was like against the marriage, and then the. The couple they just got married somewhere else, like very simple marriage, like in the mosque thing, small wedding, and then initially like like later on, they tried to like now they are living together, 
Like they try to patch up with the family, they convince mother. I mean, how important is the role of parents and the bigger family in an Indian person's life? Very important for like because in India we live. Together, When you say live right? together, like, does everybody live together with their parents even after marriage? Mostly, mostly because, but right now it's changing. Like it depends on like the places. If you go to Mumbai or Delhi, you're gonna see like more modern people, like tradition, modern modern things. So, right now it's like changing a lot. Like a lot of new couples, they want to live alone. They don't want to live with parents. Like a lot of girls, they make a deal. Like they make a condition that hey, I'm not gonna live with your parents. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you are, I mean, in the past, if you are um, living with your parents after marriage, you definitely do have to keep a good relation with your parents. Yeah, but it's like it's a plus point. Okay, how so? If you live in joint family, then you get to interact with like a lot of mm-hmm. people, right? Like you you live in joint family, and then your needs and your like your needs are taken care of. Like if you are working, and if if you have a kid, then Because I remember when we were kids, we were like raised by our family members. Because my father was working, my mother was busy cooking. Like because we had a huge family, right? So they were busy cooking. So we were having like lot of cousins, and we we are a huge family, right? So I remember I was being taken care of by my aunts, mostly my aunt. They took care of they took care of me, and we were having so many maids, like cooks and maids at that time. So we were just. Our parents like like they didn't even knew like where we were at that time. They trust yeah. that so you're we safe with somebody in the around. house. Yeah. Oh, I can totally understand that, especially on the point of childcare. Um, it's sort of like you're being raised by a whole village. Yeah, true. I think I'm just so used to living in a house with just you know my family, my own family, and that's it. But I do see the appeal of a really big family for sure. But it comes with disadvantages too, right? Like a lot of adventures, like fighting. Between the family. everybody's always in your like business. What is CC like doing? What is Mo yeah. doing? Yeah, adventure. <laughs> it's fun, you know. It's in that the life is so much fun. Like you have fun in everything. Like families, there are a lot of activities going on. Chaos. Here it's like very quiet. Like people are focused. They just go do like nine to five job, like a robot thing. Like in, what I notice, even if in India you're if you're a businessman, you are having certain time. To spend like to socialize yourself here, it's like very hard. Here you have to do everything. That's by yourself, true because、right? you don't have that network of of help. Yeah, I told you about in India. We are having maids, right? So in India, we are having cooks. We are having maids. They they wash utensils for us, like clothes. So our mothers they have time、mm-hmm. enough time to gossip and hang out with, like do kitty parties, right? So they have enough time. That's that's I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> so, given everything that you said about you know the arranged marriage tradition in India, I did read that、um, arranged marriage actually has a pretty high success rate compared to a love marriage. Why is that? Parents are you right. Know, in arranged marriage, <laughs> in love marriage, you are already very free, like with the, like with each other, that you are you can do anything, right? Hey, shut up! But in arranged marriage, you have certain boundary. Like a, it's arranged, like right. So, like, you are not that close in arranged marriage. Still, you are not that close with each other. So, and two families are involved in it, right? So, if you do any, if you take any action, like stupid action, then you know that 
your family or it's gonna they're gonna suffer mm. like they're gonna people will talk in india it's like arranged marriage mostly like people judge it's they think about what people what will people say mm. right so if i'm taking any action against my wife then i'm gonna think like what will people talk about my family they're gonna say bad things about my dad it's gonna affect my business it's gonna affect my community people will stop coming to our business or house they're gonna judge us right but here it's okay nobody knows anybody like too much here right even if you get like even if you are divorced or something so it's common here but in india if you get divorced in a community then it's like very severe thing like if do you get shunned that girl got you know by the community if you do get a divorce or if you do something no 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 it's not like but people will judge you right people will judge you that her, there must be something wrong with her mm. or him that's why they're divorced right but here it's common if you don't feel comfortable you have choice to get separated mm. here right interesting yeah. it's simple yeah but in india getting a divorce it's like but in my religion even it's like if you get divorce uh, it's not just divorce right away after like signing the paper you have certain time it's called iddat period of reconciliation like reconciliation where you think where two families they try to like get things sorted out between the couples they try their best and if there are chances then during that period a girl or a boy a girl cannot remarry like even if she is divorced during that particular days like time period girl cannot remarry mm, mm-hmm. remarry it's like after that day if they are not like reunited together again then they are officially divorced and then then she can remarry like marry other guy but during that period nothing she cannot remarry i see remarry. okay yeah so there's like positive thing for because we give like time and we just don't give like divorce just don't happen like this because it's like it's going to affect your whole life right if you are love someone if you get divorce then after divorce it's going to impact your life if you are having kids then it's going to impact your kids like too right because they they suffer, they go through a lot of things like if their parents are divorced it's not like normal thing for them Yeah, it sounds like a much more rational approach to yeah. marriage than just purely based on emotions, you know? Like practical way, practical way. Pra- emotional plus practical. I don't know how I feel about that, but <laughs> I have to think about it. <laughs> Hi again, it's Cici here. I hope you've enjoyed part 2 of my four-part interview series with my friend Mo about India. In part 3, our conversation turns to India's social classes and the caste system. Be sure to check it out after this. Even the government, like the politicians, they believe in caste system. Like, for example, they don't visit people to lower class. Be sure to subscribe to Culture Atlas if you enjoyed this podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We also have a website with destination summaries and resources to interesting cultural facts mentioned in each episode. All that's on my website at cultureatlas.world, world as in W O R L D. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in 2 weeks.